Royals and Brewers this afternoon. A 205 start right here on 610 Sports Radio. I the, like that. Uh, unbeaten yeah. Royals continue to press forward as they take on the Brewers today here on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, you can also follow uh, Vern at Josh Vernier 610 on Twitter. He'll get all your stuff covered from spring training. There's a page up as well at the 610sports.com and the Odyssey app with all of uh, Vern's coverage from Arizona as well. So check you know, that out. We, we've talked about the um, the mindset being kind of, you know, wait and see for the Royals right now, right? What's it going to take for this city to get the buzz back with the Royals this year? Is it going to take a, like a, a 5-0 and start? 10 and 0 start. Like when will we truly see April, the buzz? Like if they have a good April, like let's say they go 16 and eight in April. Is that enough? I don't even know how many, how much that is. Right. If you're eight games above 500 at the month of, at the end of April, going into the first of May, there's going to be a buzz, right? People are going to be excited about that. I think, yeah. Right. We, we, we always in this town seemingly have a bad month of baseball and it's not necessarily it's, it's a it's a disaster like each each year we have one month that is a total absolute train wreck it's usually april sometimes it happens to be may i feel like if this team can get through the first 60 days of the season and be close to 500 going into june i think there's going to be buzz i think people are going to be excited about that going wow look at some of these young players i mean some of the younger pitchers are doing what they need to do to try to get this club you know kind of to that next level because right now there aren't a lot of folks that are walking around saying man i can't wait for the start of the season and and you and i have talked about this like we have seen uh, an apathy level that we've never seen before for this baseball team and look it's hard to compete everybody's still getting off the football hangover i don't know about you but i am as well i think everybody's still having that chiefs hangover that's going in, but the Royals need the, the Royals need a hot start, and I feel like we say that every year. But it's not just a hot start; they need a hot start, and they need to carry it forward through the first like sixty days of the season. So by the time you do hit June and the summer kind of kicks in, people are going like, "Hey, the Royals are winning some games. Let's get our asses out to Kauffman yeah. Stadium, watch these guys, man." This time it's it's prove it by the time the kids are out of school. Yeah, kind of right, right. Like we always talk about the Royals. Can they get us to the not anymore? But we used to back in the day. Can the Royals get us to the start of training camp? Well, that never really panned out, right? So I think you're kind of switching it to to where can Depending the Royals get us to school grad, you know, graduations? Now it's can you get us to off season drills? Yeah, can you get us to OTAs yeah, yeah, or yeah? yeah no, but I think you're right about school. Can can the Royals be playing good baseball when school lets out for the summer? That's right before Memorial Day. If they're playing good ball going into the Memorial Day weekend, coming out of the Memorial Day weekend. You want families weekend, to go. You want people to people go. People go. Yeah. You want them to carve out some time to to do that when yeah. school is out. There's no ex- quote unquote excuses, right? Right. Be playing good baseball then, and and you I think, grab people's attention. And I, I I think look, the record obviously matters, and and John Sherman said it last week. We're we're based on records, right? And and I think one of the things though that you can look at with this team, if they are they playing good baseball, are they not playing good baseball, is. Are the young pitchers pitching well? You know, are you in games? You're not spiking yourself and falling behind the tarp and doing all of that kind of stuff, you know, that we've seen over the years. If you're watching good, competent baseball in the first two months of the season, I think that's going to get people excited as well, where you can truly say, all right, we're a position player away or we're a bat away or a reliever away. You're not going, oh, my God, we're five starters away, seven relievers away, and nine position players away. Uh, Vern's All Things Vern channel is up at uh, 610sports.com. You can check that out there. And everything coming from uh, Arizona from Vern will be uh, placed there. We had a chance to catch up with Bobby Witt Jr. last week, late in the week on the show. And I thought 
kind of like right in our wheelhouse, I thought. Bobby Witt Jr., super talented guy, right? Mm-hmm. Still learning. Like, he's got a lot to learn. He's, he was a rookie last year. But when he shut the brain off, he was better. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. no duh. But he mentioned to us that getting bogged down has sometimes been a problem. And I think that that's kind of my whole mantra when I'm up at the plate or I'm in the field, just try not to think too much. And sometimes I think I overthink things, and that's what kind of got me last year, I guess, in kind of a little a rut through defensively. I know that that's not who I was or whatever, so I just got to go out there, be myself, trust the work I put in, and go out and compete. I love that. I love that. Now, he didn't, like, say analytics are stupid. I have no use for them. But he acknowledged that you each player has to take in whatever they can take in and use for their benefit. Right. And weed out the stuff that gets in your way. And I feel like, I'm like, okay, Bobby Wood Jr. has got the right approach to me to all this. Like, clear out the stuff you don't need. Use the stuff that's fueling you. And go out there, kid. <laughs> Have a day. Well, look, Josh, I think that's the that's the M.O. for this organization right now. I think over the last couple of years, they were so bogged down in minutiae that they didn't have an opportunity to play baseball. And it, it's it's hard for me to sit here if I'm John Sherman and say, uh, we got to get rid of all these players when I don't really know about all of these players. Because if all of these players are thinking about everything that they've been told and situations and pitch counts and what pitch is going to come at this, all this nonsense that weighs them down. You're up there at the plate and you're going, Oh my God. Like uh, I'm seeing like 17 pitchers out there on the mound. Three balls are coming at me and I don't know which one to swing at. You're like, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I, I think the one thing that Q has done so far since he's come in, it feels like he is, as you mentioned last week, release the air pressure a little bit on the tire. You know, when your tires are filled up a little bit too much on the bike or the basketball or whatever it is, you know, and you let out the pressure and it's just a little bit better of a ride. That's kind of where we are right now with this baseball team. I, and, and I sensed it from being in that clubhouse last year. I went down there once a homestand last year and you could truly cut that tension with a knife. I mean, it was really, really thick down there with those guys. You've got to be relaxed, man. Look at the Chiefs. You see these guys. You're on that side, and that's a relaxed bunch, man. They feel good. They're ready to go. They're relaxed. They're not tight. When you're relaxed and you're not tight, you do everything better in life. And I think for the last couple of years, they had these guys wound so tight, they didn't stand a chance. This is Matt Cotraro, the new Royals manager with us last week about uh, – letting them breathe. I think our role as coaches is to try to let the air out a little bit and, and let the, take the pressure off of these guys. Cause there's plenty on them, whether it's self or, or outside pressures, you know, and I, I view that as our role is to try to, you know, loosen the valve a little bit there and, and, and let them relax. Does that come from what you've heard from the players or is this your kind of philosophy that you've adopted? No, I'm well, the, we have conversations about it, but I, no one came to me and said, man, I, I feel like there's too much pressure on me. No, no, nobody said that. I mean, it's, it's just my experience and plenty of other people's experience that I've taken from, I'm, you know, it's not just my idea. Um, but, but that's how I see it that, you know, we all know life moves fast and there's a lot of things on these guys' minds and, you know, they all want to be the best they can be. And sometimes that just, you know, you get, it's great because it, focuses you and drives you to do better but it's sometimes you, you can't do better in that moment you know you just have to be happy with what you're able to do and real 
realizing the difference there is what I think keeps guys on the tracks. And he says it's not a reaction to like polling or, or what the Royals had said. We need this, but it sounds like it's to me, it's just his approach anyway. And it's just coming at the perfect time but for what the Royals needed. Josh, that's the guy they went out and got for a reason. They didn't get go like out and get Matt Quattraro because he does good bullpen maneuver abilities or calls plays or whatever the case may be. Calls right? plays. Well, whatever, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Whatever nonsense baseball <laughs> people awesome. want to use. Yeah, yeah. They went and hired him because of who he is and who he is as a leader and who he would be as a boss. And that's what a manager's all about. The, the, the X's and O's, the, all the nonsense that they utilize in sports is all nonsense if you don't have the right man leading your operation. And I feel like the Royals hired Matt Quattraro because he was a 180 from what they previously had. And that's how it always works in sports, right? No matter who it is, except when Andy Reid retires, you know, Matt Nagy's going to take over, coming from the same type of tree. When you have a situation that isn't good, like it has been here in Kansas City since essentially 2015, you've got to go a different way, and you've got to take a different approach, and you've got to truly cater to the players that you have right now because you have a 26-man roster. You can't have 26 guys up tight and tense every single day to go out and play Major League Baseball. The game's hard enough to play, and then you're putting that pressure on these guys. It sounds like the Royals realized as much as I did by being in that locker room, this is a tight environment, and this is not good for anybody. We got to find a way to reverse this, not where you allow it to be loosey-goosey and there's no rules and it becomes anarchy, but to a place where you allow the manager in charge saying, you guys just do your thing, man. I'm here to support you any way I can. Whatever you need, let me know. I'll be in my office. And that's it. You don't have to micromanage. You don't have to be intense. You don't have to focus on every single pitch like it's the last. And I think by having that release and that, <sighs> about them, I think that's just going to make them better baseball players. How could it not, right? How could it not? Let's just having that. the pressure taken off. Let's try that. You know? <laughs> try let's, some, see, let's see what happens. Yeah, let's try, see what happens. Try something different. Yeah. All right, meant to get to the story. Didn't. We'll get it on the other side. But uh, speaking of, of, of a tense manager and uh, umpire already in spring training. Go Cardinals, man. Well, I'm actually in the Cardinals camp on this one. Next. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. the Cardinals here, but last August, the so last season when we weren't paying attention to baseball. No, especially the Cardinals. Anyway. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they were in St. Louis, but their manager. They were breaking down third inning bullpen maneuvers. Their manager, Oliver Marmol. It's funny. So Josh just walks Marmol. in the room and he goes, Oliver Marmol. I goes, he in the building? I like <laughs> <laughs> Who? I thought he was like a former Said pitcher for Cardinals the Royals manager. Right? I'm like, I yeah, sure. If you want to say so, I thought I would have guessed former Royals pitcher Oliver Marmol. I didn't know. I knew there was a Mike Schilt. Right, he was but after I just Matheny, learned him. Yeah. Is he's probably is it was this guy after Mike Schilt? Well, he would have to be because Mike Schilt's no longer. Well, there, so I know, it couldn't but be before was there, was there another person? Oh, I see. No, I don't think so. Are we multiples? Anyway, so he got tossed in a game in yeah, August. Well, was in the mix. By umpire C.B. Buckner. We know C.B. Buckner, right? Well, we know that name. Yeah, yeah. we know that name. 
he's often the uh, he's one of the guys you know his name because he stinks. You, you don't like him, yeah. right? So Buckner's there for a spring training game over the weekend. And Marmol decides, I'm going to let bygones be bygones. I'm going to go shake his hand. He was ejected in a game. It got thrown out. ejected all the got time. Got thrown out. First time that they'd seen each other and went to shake his hand. The umpire wouldn't shake his hand. Come again? C.B. Buckner would not shake his hand. C.B. Buckner needs to be banned. With the home plate to exchange lineup cards. Marmol reached out to shake Buckner's hand. According to SI.com, Buckner declined. Here is the uh, the Cardinals manager. Oliver Marmol. Uh, I went to shake CB's hand. That's what I thought. Yeah, he didn't extend his. <laughs> he didn't? He didn't. And, and the thing is, when I think about it, um, I went into that game pretty certain of my thoughts on him as an umpire. Um, weren't very good. And uh, it just shows his lack of class as a man. That's bottom line. Can you walk us through how that interaction went? Exactly the way I just explained. I uh, <laughs> I chose my words wisely. Okay. That was your first interaction since. <clears throat> I don't think he's good at his job, and it just showed the lack of class as a man. That's my thoughts on that. Wow. Were you going to kind of extend an olive branch and let back on the not an olive branch. It's just respect. Yeah. You can have disagreements. You still go to home plate. Anytime I get thrown out the game, mm-hmm. I will go to home plate the next day for that very purpose. So, mm-hmm. it shows uh, it's unfortunate. You're going to have to deal a lot with him. Do you think that's going to be is there ever going to be able to get over this? After what you just said? It, it's super simple. Yeah. Uh, I'll repeat myself. Okay. I went out to home to shake his hand. He didn't yeah. want to. He has zero class. I love that guy. Wow. Give me more of Oliver Marmol, wow. man. Wow. That's fantastic Actually, right there. Like I tried, but. He said, I, I, I'm going to, you know, what did he say? Um, I chose my words wisely and then promptly said, I don't think he's good at his job. And he showed lack of class as a man. Like, I don't know that there's any rule in the rule book where you can get fined for insulting an umpire's class. But C.B. Buckner clearly doesn't have any class if you can't extend your hand and shake it at home plate after an incident that happened in August. Therefore, C.B. Buckner should not be allowed to umpire any games involving the St. Louis Cardinals because he clearly has an axe to grind, whether it's subconscious or conscious, whatever the case may be. Probably subconscious is stronger than your conscious at times, right? I just don't think he is fit to be umpiring games involving the St. Louis Cardinals. And if Major League Baseball puts him out there to umpire games involving the St. Louis Cardinals, they're doing a disservice to all of Major League Baseball and its fans. This guy clearly has a vendetta and an axe to grind. And he cannot be put in position of authority. Yeah, you'd wonder if you're the Cardinals, you go, well, he clearly, I would make the case to the league, like, he's got something against us. Yeah. Tell Tell us we're wrong. Right. And and even if the league tells you you're wrong, let's just say let's say Bob Manfred calls up Oliver Marmol and says, "Hey man, you're you're overthinking this. He doesn't have anything against you. Are you really going to trust him being behind the plate or on one of the bases when your team is playing in a game?" I wouldn't. No, no. I would. And and if I'm the Cardinals and that guy shows up to umpire games, I'm I'm protesting the game and we're not playing tonight because I don't think this guy can do 
a good enough job of being an unbiased observer of the game, which is what umpires and referees are supposed to be. They're supposed to be these unbiased observers, right? And so I think if this is the case, and and this is how Marmol feels, and this guy wouldn't shake his hands, Major League Baseball needs to do a good job this year in making sure that C.B. Buckner is not involved in these games. How many other teams does C.B. Buckner not like, too? I mean, now you have to start pulling back the the onion peel to figure out where we are with this guy because is this a one-time deal with one guy that he doesn't like or are there other guys in Major League Baseball that he doesn't like, too? Who knows? Are there other umpires that don't like other managers or teams in, in the game? I mean, this is a serious thing we're talking about here. We're talking about... And I hate to use the term the sanctity of the game, but when you got gambling companies lined up, pal, you know, you better make sure these games are on the up and up. And if CB Buckner's umpire like the manager. Right. And if CB Buckner's umpire in a game and he's not calling the game right because he doesn't like the manager, FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM, all of the the gambling companies all of a sudden go, wait a second here, what's this guy doing? You can't have that guy umpiring games. So interesting one to follow. Because yeah, as you mentioned, they're gonna see probably quite a bit of each other. But they don't have to. There's enough umpires out there. And you know what? If, if this guy is a, is a biased umpire and won't shake a hand and won't let bygones be bygones, then fire him. There's other guys out there that can ball, balls and strikes. It's not that hard. Raise your arm if it's a strike. Stand there if it's a ball. What's your uh, father-in-law up to? Right now? Probably oh, not right now. Oh. Just in, didn't so, he, didn't he, isn't he my, outfitting my, his home with some... Things my my wife sends me these pictures of bar stools. She goes, look at what my father has in his home, and, and I look at these pictures, and I'm like, these are like old bar chairs, right? And she goes, yes. Apparently, Touche's is remodeling, and my father in law took bar stools and stools and chairs out of Touche's and brought them to the home. <laughs> I said, what are we doing with these, right? And my wife says, I don't have any idea. He's building a bar in his basement. I said, okay. I said, when did he start that? She goes, when we moved in 30 years ago. <laughs> Just been waiting for the right time to outfit it. So he's taken the bar stools and chairs from Touche's, very, very nice items, bringing them to this basement bar that's been under construction for allegedly 30 years. I've been married to my wife 15 years in April. We've been dating 17. I'd never heard of this bar before. Well, he hadn't had, found the right chairs. She, said, of all she told me there are lines for beer kegs run down in the basement. I'm like, I, I, are? I, that's what I said. Wow. What? Let's I get had, this. I had not to, heard this. I'd be able to finish that project if I did that. Absolutely. <laughs> we got lines ran. We're there. We're past he, the I guess he phase. ran the lines right when they, because they, they built the house when they moved here some 30 years ago. And I guess he had it all put in and ready to go and. Nothing ever, you well, know. You don't have bar stools. At least have the keg I'm ready to go from it, right? Jeez. I mean, so I was just thinking, like, Touche's great place, right? Unbelievable spot here in town. But if you found out a restaurant or bar was closing or being remodeled in Kansas City, wh- where would you want to swipe furniture from? Maybe you want to go to Corner Cocktail and get some non-matching chairs, Josh. That'd be good. Or, That'd be good. You know, I was thinking maybe Smokehouse because you'd always have the smell of beans on the chairs and things like that would be very nice. Mm, B-Dub, what, what about you? Where are you mm. going to swipe furniture from? If Definitely you find a good it? barbecue joint. Yeah. Man, I want that hickory, just that smell and that stain. Yeah. Mm. You want that good smell, right, permeating in your house. That's and then good. I thought about it is, also, what project at your house will just never get done? Because you know we all have them. I'm thinking these chair, these chairs to me, for some reason, struck me as like, I've always thought I wanted some stadium chairs. Yes. yes. 
Like, I want Kauffman Stadium chairs when, when the K right? goes away. Yeah. Right, but you're like, are you really going to, like, drill them into your floor or or build some kind of base? I mean, I know people have. You have to because you just can't set those things up. Right. You'll fall you know down. I mean? like, yeah. You're like, that looks great on the surface, but I'd bring those home. They'd sit in the garage, and I never, I would never do anything with them. Right. Like, oh, one of these days I'm going to build the base to hold those. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, but I really want them. Yeah. I really want a stadium, some stadium chairs, but there's no use for them whatsoever. I saw one in the back of a pickup truck one one day. I thought that was really really funny. They had them right behind oh. the cab. I've seen. Yeah, Ralph's got some in the bus to take to the game, which is great. And so they're, yeah, they're in the they're in the pickup bed of a truck. I'm like, that's great because he go sit up there. And yeah, it's hilarious. But like, I've always thought that would be co- that would be cool if a stadium was getting rid of their seats or whatever to get rid of get those. That'd be a part of history. It'd be great. Yeah. Like, uh, it's not just like folding but you know, a chair and, has crappy seats. Now I have no interest yeah, in those. It's like the just, old ones I would have liked. It's not just folding a chair and putting it out though. It's there's, there's, I'm not drilling those in my floor. Yeah. They're permanent fixtures. Yeah. yeah you can't so just put those out back. Be a great idea, but, but, a, but terrible execution. Yeah. Somebody's from the nine one three, anything from the outhouse. Good one from the eight one six. I have an old Wendy's table and chairs in my kitchen. That's I like awesome. that. From the 816, I bet the old airport is giving away furniture today. So we were wondering. Yeah. Like, we were wondering, are people going to swipe chairs out of the terminal today? Today's the last day of old KCI. Last flight departs tonight. First flight arrives tomorrow morning at the new terminal, and everybody moves over there beginning tomorrow at 5 a.m., right? I First of all, I want to watch what happens after that final flight takes off tonight. Like, what's the frenzy like? Are people grabbing computers and running across the terminal and the tarmac? I mean, to, I like to the to new they terminal. Have new ones, you know, but I don't I, who know. knows? Who knows if they have new ones, right? So, I would like to see like something like that take place. I want to see like the uh, what's that that video called? That time lapse video of the of the transition process from the old terminal to the new terminal because they're gonna have to move everything, right? You're gonna start moving stuff over. Maybe some of the airlines that don't have much of a presence of Southwest can kind of get the jump start going later this afternoon or whatever the case may be after their last flight. But yeah, what are they gonna do with all those seats in the old terminal? Are we gonna throw them through the glass partitions? Like knock what down, are we doing knock down, in there? Knock down those walls. Yeah, that if tear down these walls. Those. Those little gates, we finally knocked down the walls there. Like, what I, I think, I think what they should do over the next two weeks is open the, the terminals that are old now that aren't going to be used at beginning tomorrow to free for all. Just come in and take what you want. Well, I know I'd never want one of those seats because that stupid charger would never, never work. work. Never work. The charger would never, never work. No. Like, what would you want from there? I would like if they had like an old like Ozark Airlines or TWA or brand of sign or something like that, I'd take that for like nostalgia stuff. But I don't know that I want those airline seats. They're always so uncomfortable. I think the only thing I'd want, but I don't think they'd have this is like from Arrested Development where they took, they had the, uh, the, the staircase truck, you know, that, that you could walk. Oh, up. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Arrested Development, that, yeah. drive that staircase <laughs> yeah, truck. That's right. Around. Yeah. <laughs> that was always really, really funny. <laughs> I'm sure that would just get or, moved over to the, the next little one, tractor right? that takes the bags. Yeah. You know, like one of those. But I'm sure they're moving fun. that over to the new I would, terminal. I would, think, right? I would think. Like, I would think the only thing that they're not moving are like the chairs, right? And and maybe the ticket counters, because all that's over there in the new new terminal. So you're not going to need any of that kind of stuff. What are they going to do with like the old scale, the way the luggage? We could bring that in for the B-Dub summer shape up. Which we got to get underway again. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. I propose we turn the old terminals into go-kart courses. I like that. That like would that. be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be good. KCI go-karts. Yeah. We could do the KCI Tona. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd, we'd do that. It'd I like fun. that. It'd be fun. 
So no, I don't. I don't know what they're doing with all yeah. that stuff. And, and so, or if there's anything that's any good, I don't know. I'm sure. Who knows if there's nothing? I mean, that thing hasn't been upgraded can't, in a while, right? Can't get anything from the restaurants in there. There, there aren't any, any restaurants. Yeah. There were none. <laughs> Your last day to get Starbucks at the airport. I know some that, people are freaking out over that. That one water fountain and that that one bathroom stall. Yeah, right. Is the water fountain <laughs> even working anymore? Now, I would take the water fountain that lets you fill up your water bottle. Like yeah. one of those. I'd like to have one of those in the home. Absolutely. There's a Boeing 737 on I-29 says Delta on the side. Good condition. That's from the text line 913-586-7610. Well done. I want an American Airlines sign from the gate or the ticket counter. Yeah, I'm all for that, too. Like, they should have a garage sale. They really should. The KCI garage. I'd go to that. Today, we're having a garage sale. Come in. Everything's got a tag on it. Like, my mother, in a retirement age now, she does the estate sales where she goes in and prices things in these homes. Oh, my God. Some of the crap they find, right? Like, all the Playboy magazines from the 70s she sent me. Uh, so, I, I think the You'll airport. Blind. The, I think the airport should do the exact same thing. Justin, we're talking to you guys up there. Let's go. Let's have, let's have a KCI garage sale. Everything must go. There would be people that would pay for stuff. Heck, yeah. Could you do something with the baggage carousel? Yeah, I'd like a baggage carousel in the house. I don't know what. Put the kid's socks on it and just let it spin around all day. (laughs) Where are your socks? They're on the carousel. Now picking up. (laughs) Where's the laundry? It's on the carousel. Where's my book bag? Anything that needs to go upstairs, just throw it on the carousel. Let it go. Where's my coat at? At some point in time, it'll be back around. Dad, have you seen my shoes? It's on the carousel. On oh, the carousel. Anything you need is on the carousel in the middle of the living room. I think that would be kind of fun. There's nothing to eat here. It's on the carousel. Yeah, it's going yeah. around. <laughs> I'd like to have the carousel where it comes up from underground just so I don't have to walk up the stairs anymore. <laughs> it's on the carousel. I'm trying to think what's not locked down there. I don't know. Yeah, you got the carousels. You got some ticket counters. Maybe a dot matrix printer. There's got to be a dot matrix oh, printer that they're yeah. not moving over, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll One take the coolers that they have in there to put all their bottled water and and sushi sandwiches. And yeah, stuff like that. I could do that. Put what, that downstairs. What about like the old Southwest Airline like boarding signs? One to five, five to ten. Oh, yeah. Take one of those. Put those in the house. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Those chairs. None of the powers ever worked in any of them. No, no, never. Oh, we got power. No, you don't. You sat, you, 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 you kind of scoped it around, right? You're like, oh, there's that one's got an outlet. Yeah. You sit down there, sit on, plug it in, dead. You know, you knew it wasn't working. From the 75 so no sushi, it's been there since the terminal opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember back in 2016, I flew out to spring training because we had some business to take care of out there. It was a quick trip. Like, my, Hanson, the boss calls because we're leaving tonight. I'm like, okay. So we get to the airport, and I remember being in the terminal gate by American Airlines and there being a refrigerator in there where, like, all the workers were keeping their lunch. Is that thing still there? Because that was an old refrigerator. I'd rather have that than any new piece mm-hmm. of crap you're buying mm-hmm. today. I was talking to my friend Britt's mother-in-law yesterday, right? And she goes, I said, where's your husband? Why isn't he at this volleyball game, right? And she said, he's home replacing a microwave that we've had for 12 years. She goes, we had the prior one for over 20 years. It didn't need to be replaced, but we remodeled the kitchen. So we replaced the microwave. And so she goes, now after 12 years, this one's kaput. We're putting in another one. The old ones you never had to replace. I said, same with the refrigerator. Give me an olive green refrigerator every day of the The week. The thing's working till the end of time. Yeah. You didn't trade out your washer and dryer back then every like seven years. No, or whatever it is. no, I, I still shorter. have the washer 
I mean, we've had this washer you know, forever. I mean, it was in the house when we moved in. We took it over, and you know, it's still working. I'm not getting rid of that thing. From the 816, 500 airport waiting seats on the side of I-29. <laughs> Good conditioning. Good conditioning. I don't, I don't believe that, but no. Yeah, what are they doing with the lost luggage for the past 40 years? <laughs> Just going to put that out the curb. Come on by. Yeah. It'll be like a episode of that that show where they go and open the warehouses, you know, they yeah, whatever you find, yeah. Yeah. yeah, storage wars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like that is going to put a bunch of put, put all the luggage out of the curb. Yeah. Come on by. I bet you can find some good suitcases back there in the lost and found, right? I would think. All the confiscated shampoo bottles. Oh God, yes. What do you think they do with all that stuff? Well, they're by the tiny bases now, wherever that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, all that, all that oh. shampoo. It can go with the tiny bases. It's going to be fun tomorrow to see the, the new terminal finally yeah. open, though. I mean, it, it's, it's a big day for our city tomorrow, man. The, the front door of our city finally changes for the better tomorrow. No more jokes about our airport. No more Rain Wilson posting Twitter videos. No more everybody and their mother complaining about how awful it is. What you guys see beginning tomorrow when that new airport terminal opens is going to blow you away, man. It's so awesome. The restaurants have been working hard. I know uh, my good friend, Chef Anita Moore from Soiree, has been working all weekend, getting uh, everything set up. Got the live music set up there as well for the jazz in there. and That's going to be great. Can't wait, man. I really can. I don't agree with this one at all. Would it be cool we took some of the unique stuff and made an exhibit slash cafe in the new airport as a tribute to the old? No, no I want to forget you want that. from the old? No. no. I, I want to forget that thing. Yeah, that no. thing's a dump. It's no. been a dump for 30 years. Where do they it's take? antiquated the day it opened. Where do they take all the contraband? Someone yeah, wants to know. Of course yeah, yeah, you yeah, do. Yep, yep. 913-586-7610. Well done from the 913, the set from the Merv Griffin show is a case. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> One of my favorite episodes. Where do all the so pocket good. knives go? Very yeah. good question. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the answer to that. It's probably right. in storage somewhere. Yeah, open it up. Yep. Get rid of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN is being, well, ESPN. Next. Fesco in the morning. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. I really like this one. From the text line, 913-586-7610. On December 14th, 2018, I had a chapstick taken by TSA. I would like that back. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Anything you had confiscated from TSA, you can now have back. Yeah. Just uh, circle through the terminal. We were talking about what you would want from the old terminal, this being the final day of the old KCI, and the new one opens tomorrow, thank God. Um, one of the things that I talked to you about in the break, I said, I'd like one of the metal detectors. Just put that at the front door, and when people come over, they got to walk through the metal detector. Or one of those ones that spin, you know, where you put your arms above your head if you don't have the pre-check, and it kind of scans your body like that way. Put one of those in the in, in, in the it, entryway, I'd right? trick it out, though, so the floor spun, and then people go in it and... And then they would be the ones spinning. Yeah, that would be good. I gotcha. like that. So maybe one of those. I think those would be kind of fun to have in the house. No other use for those. I no, I mean, what are you going to do with the old metal detectors now? That's that's a good question. Well, if they're moving those over or getting new ones, I would I just assume they get all new ones, and then we send it to some other 
uh, airport. We hand me down to some other airport. Wichita's getting our old metal detectors Could now. be. Topeka. Could be. Hayes. They have an agreement. Yeah. They'll work it out. Uh, 913-586-7610. We were thinking what you'd take from uh, Bob's uh, father-in-law got uh, bar stools from Touche's That's apparently right. for the... Uh, for the uh, the man cave, mm-hmm. thirty years in the making, it's <laughs> we still going. Kind of wondering. Then we got got us to the airport. What you would take out of the airport if you were going to? Yeah. But, uh, you can uh, weigh in on stuff you'd want from venues here in Kansas City at nine one three five eight six seven six ten. The Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Somebody's going to rummage through that joint once they move out, right? Like Wednesday, somebody's going to roll up there and try to go through that place. I'm there sure. There's going to be some squatters. In right? There. Like, like that's going to happen, right? Like people people are people, right? We know oh, how yeah. human beings work. There, there will be people up there trying to loot that place, right? I mean, somebody's got to try out all that equipment up there in the restaurants that was never used. Yeah. Know? Give it a good whirl. Garbage cans and all kinds oh, of stuff. Oh, there's some good stuff. garbage cans up yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely take one of those metal detectors, too, and I'd set it at the front door just like you, just so I could scare all the boys that yeah. would like to take my daughter out. What about, like, you know, taking that box where you can mail back sharp devices? Like, do they ever actually send those things back to anybody, or is that just a box of scissors sitting there? That's <laughs> the bucket of lighters they collected throughout the years. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that, <laughs> too. Something like that. <laughs> My dog eats the lighter. Every time I go out to light the fire pit, I put the lighter down, the dog eats the lighter. I'm like, every single time. So I would take some of those lighters. I've had so many bottles of cologne confiscated, I could open up my own shop if they gave them back to me. (laughs) Someone says. (laughs) I mean, we didn't have anything distinctive like the, I don't know, the smoker's lounge in st louis yeah that was a, that was a that was a classic we anything yeah. distinctive like that it was right. a glass encased room in st louis if you've ever been by the by the airport you know it was just based that was a smoke it was literally a room full of smoke you know one of the coolest thing is <laughs> about all glass and all glass around it and they just put the people in there that wanted to smoke it was it looked a, it like was, they were being banished it was the most disgusting thing i've ever seen legally in person you know, these people standing in a glass booth smoking. On what level do you go, you know what? I need it that bad. I'm going to go stand in this cloud. It looked like the teacher's lounge when we were in kids. But you, we kids. absolutely what you envisioned it being. Yeah. Um, so I was reading some stuff. A good thing about this terminal is it's, it's waking people up, right? Like St. Louis is now realizing they're behind the eight ball with this terminal and people over there are already talking. We're not up to the level of Kansas city right now with our airport terminal. So they're going to be looking to build a new terminal over there to get to that level because a lot of flights right now, from what I've been told, are going to be siphoned off of St. Louis and, and put here in Kansas city because our facility is better than what they offer in St. Louis right now. And so St. Louis is now looking at us probably for the first time ever when it comes to infrastructure and stuff going, damn, Kansas City's better than we are. And and we are. We are right now better than them. And so they're going to have to decide if they're going to build a new terminal. They're going to lose all their flights to Kansas City. This comes from a uh, a host. He happens to be on, on Sirius by the name of Mark Skipper. I don't know this gentleman, but he mm-hmm. sent out this tweet. Never heard of him. Duke and North Carolina are unranked and pure middle of the road this season. Are they going to make the tournament? Probably. Both of them will. 
because they're Duke and North Carolina. Meanwhile, top 10 Arizona and number four UCLA are playing at legendary Pauley Pavilion. Good call, though, ESPN. And it was College Game Day had tweeted out their next stop, Chapel Hill. Yeah. See you soon, Duke and UNC basketball. College Game Day live from Chapel Hill, which is always a big deal. The fans like you get there's a badge of honor in in hosting Mm -hmm. and they're fun and they put on a great show and and the, the fans turn out. It's it's an awesome deal. Game day's game day's terrific. I love I love the the show. I love it. It is a great commercial for your university. I love man. that they've taken off. I love that the schools want those ESPN to come. Kansas got football and basketball this year. That's a pretty big deal. Crazy, right? Pretty big deal. So they're gonna be uh live from Chapel Hill Saturday, March fourth. They're two unranked teams. My counter would be if you're just trying to find the casual basketball fan mm-hmm. right now, what are they tuning in for? The tournament. Duke and North Carolina. Yeah, you, you'll see Duke and North Carolina. It oh, doesn't okay. matter. Doesn't matter what their record is. Yeah. This is Red Sox Yankees. It is. It is. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, we all get tired of it and what have you, but you're like, ah, oh, Duke and Carolina. And then if you tuned in and you're like, oh, these, neither one of these teams are that good this year, you'd be like, oh, that's surprising, isn't it? It's really surprising, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. Duke and North Carolina. Yeah, they're not good. Sorry, they have more cachet than Arizona and UCLA do. They do, even though even even being ranked. Yeah. They're both top ten. The difference is the, the the Red Sox and Yankees are usually pretty good, right? <laughs> I mean, usually those two I don't teams know. are you pretty good, You just always right? assume they are. Yeah, usually they're pretty good. But Duke, North Carolina, both Kay and Roy Williams are gone, and both programs are in the toilet right now and probably will never be resurrected again. I don't know. I don't know that Duke will ever be to the level that they were with Coach K. I don't know that North Carolina will ever be to the level that they were with Roy Williams. I mean, a year ago, North Carolina was playing for the national championship. They've fallen off the face of the earth right now. So I think to to have those two programs as bottom feeders right now is different for college basketball. And much like baseball needs to kind of adjust with the Yankees and Red Sox constantly. I think there's times where college basketball maybe need to get off the, uh, you know, what of the, uh, the Duke, North Carolina train, if it's not working and they're not winning, then show us some teams that are because I think for the most part, college basketball fans are very casual fans. I was just talking to Bob from The Rock in the restroom a break or two ago, and he goes, I can't believe I just saw somewhere the Big 12 tournament's getting ready to be here in two weeks or whatever it is. I'm like, yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. He goes, man, he goes, and then the tournament comes. He goes, and then we have all this wasted time from like November to now of playing all these preseason games that don't matter. The only thing that matters is the tournament. So that's all that really college basketball fans pay attention to I personally per, again this is just me speaking but I personally would rather see a college basketball game that involves two teams that are going to the tournament as opposed to two teams that are has-beens and never will be's again but that's just my take on it I don't think that they are I don't think either one of those programs is dead I mean I think it'll be fine but what I don't know we, we don't always know. said what 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 drives it names yeah entertainment but for all those years, those, the big names have been good. The big names aren't good right now. I don't. It doesn't matter. Arizona, Arizona never moves the needle. No, it never does. Ever, never does. And UCLA, you're like, yeah, that's 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 yesterday's news. Yeah, that's, I've been to UCLA right before John, the pandemic. There was John nobody Wooden. there. Yeah. It's John Wooden, big deal. Yeah, uh, I would say from a marketing standpoint, Duke and Carolina will will uh, pay the freight. Carolina uh, first four out according to Lenardi, and uh, he has Duke playing Mizzou. What kind of game is that? 7-10 game. 7-10, wow. So his Duke is a 7, and Missouri is a 10. So one in and one out of the tournament. Meanwhile, um, 
Arizona and UCLA are way up there. Yeah, right? way up there, right? Yeah, top four teams maybe. Arizona's a two seed, and UCLA is also two seed. There you go. So both would be two seeds. Both top two seeds. Yeah. Yep. But that wouldn't warrant game day. I get it. I understand. I get it. It's Duke. It's North Carolina. It's name brand. It's name recognition. It's college basketball. Those are your brands. But brands do change, right? Brands do change. We're not still smoking Chesterfields. Uh, Kansas would have uh, Texas A&M University Corpus Christi in their first game. You scared? Who? Tam UCC? No. Uh, come on, is it 16? When is the last time a 16's beaten? Well, well, I mean, you can't say on, that now. anymore. Oh, is come it 18 now. now? 2018, 2019? Now. And Kansas State, a two seed, taking on the Catamounts of Vermont in a 2-15 game. Hmm. Where at? Both playing in Des Moines. Both in Des Moines. Yes. Missouri and Denver. That's a nice little trip. So there you go. There's a little bracketology. All right. A couple of housekeeping notes that I think needed to happen. Not expecting them to not happen, but I think pretty relevant. Chiefs, according to Nate Taylor of The Athletic, uh, not going to pick up the fifth year option on CEH. No brainer. Right. He'll be here next year under his fourth and final year. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. And then right? you move on. Yeah. Then, you, then you move on. You turn and burn. You don't lament that it's a first-round pick, although uh, first-round picks, 50-year options are not guaranteed. I mean, they're basically not happening anymore, no, right? You don't see it a lot. A lot part. of teams are just saying, nah. And then uh, fr- uh, like the Friday afternoon news dump, Chiefs did promote Matt Nagy to the offensive coordinator role. Mm-hmm. Like Which is also a complete okay. no-brainer. Yeah, no-brainer. Like he's, We knew that was going to happen, right? He's got a good Great rapport move. with the quarterback. And uh, I think they're going to do a lot of good stuff together offensively. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do. Continuing moving forward yeah. with uh, with Matt Nagy as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, so. no, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch him. Like like Patrick and him have, a, have an amazing, amazing relationship. And I think that is so important. Not that he didn't with Eric Bieniemy, but him and Matt Nagy have a great relationship. It's not like Patrick has to learn somebody new or the coordinator has to learn. But no, no, no. These guys know each other. And I think it's just a great move by this organization. Again, don't tell anybody. We're, we won't tell if you won't tell. Tomorrow, 630, another day. Edition of Shout It Out. It's back because the boss is on vacation That's out of the right. country. He's out of the country. He doesn't know a thing. We're just doing it. So tomorrow, have your topics ready at 6.30, all right? Okay. We didn't give you a Got heads it. up on that. We still had a Good. great Shout It Out today. We won't tell if you don't tell. That's the deal. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it. Boss is away. Right. Just, just go with it. If you missed any of the show today, our chat with Vern. B-Dub will be live at the airport tomorrow reporting live. <laughs> our, uh, our edition of Shout It Out, which I think is labeled in the uh, as... Uh, this week only. This week only. So we coded it so you don't, the boss won't see it. Uh, you can check it out anytime, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app, A-D-A-C-Y. Download for free. That'll do it for us. Cody and Gold are next on 610 Sports Radio. Cooter. Uh, Let's go in the morning. If Charlie Weiss were a baseball player, where would he play? He'd definitely ride the bullpen car in. <laughs> Brought to you by Rainer.